0: Try and remember that it's not necessarily just a poorly behaved child. It's not necessarily a child whose parents don't discipline him or her or parents who ignore that. Try and and think about that might be a family that's just barely hanging on.
1: Welcome to Walk With Me, a ministry of Cornerstone Church. Hi, my name's Tori, and I'll be your host. Sometimes, when I want to make a new friend, I'll say, come walk with me, and we'll talk. My goal for this podcast is that we, as women, would walk together and enjoy sweet community in Christ. Today on our podcast, we have Ann Packard. Ann, what are we here to talk about
0: today? We're talking about being the parent of a special needs child. My son was diagnosed with on the autism spectrum, at the time he was diagnosed, it was called Asperger's, okay. but they don't call it that anymore. They just say a generic autism spectrum, spectrum disorder. All
1: right. So tell us a little bit about yourself before we dive into the autism topic. Tell me um, about your family, maybe where you work, whatever you think we might like to know.
0: Okay. Well, I'll start with, I work on campus, which is great. I okay. love being on campus, went to school there what feels like a million years ago. Uh-huh. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but I you know, I really enjoy being there. I work with a really great group of people um, uh-huh. in a really small group kind what of what is off- your office? Where are you? Um the office is physically located in the human nutritional sciences building which is attached to LeBaron and McKay okay. and Palmer. Yep. yep. So if you're on campus and you see the Giant silver walking sculpture. I I know. My office is Uh the closest one inside that building to that. What do you do? Well, I work with the Dietetics Internship Program, although I'm not a dietitian. Okay. Um, Ours is the largest internship program in the country. Wow. We have around 160 interns across the country each year. Huh. So my job. Is mainly to make sure that every contract is in place before our interns get to that facility. So if we have 160 interns a year going to three to five different facilities, uh-huh. my job is to make sure all the contracts are in place.
1: Wow, that's a lot of little
0: details. It is a lot. I'm of glad little you're details. doing that and not me. Yes, so I tell hear me, that from my coworkers also. Yeah, they appreciate you. <laughs> yes. Tell me about your family. So, my immediate family, I'm married to Brian. We've been married, um, he's always the one that does the math. I think we're coming up on 27 years in a few weeks. Congratulations. Thank you. And we have a son, Jeffrey, who's 21. Okay. And our son, Sam, is 17, going to be a senior, Hmm. figuring out where he goes next.
1: Well, that's hard for me to believe because I had Sam in first grade Sunday school. Yeah. And he's not that little, uh, spectacled little boy anymore. He's still spectacled. Oh, but he's bigger, right? Seventeen. He's. he's wow. I think he's almost taller than Brian now. Yeah, that happens. That happens. So we're going to talk about autism today. And okay. Jeffrey, your oldest, was yes. diagnosed with autism, like you told us. Yes. Um, tell a little bit, us a little bit of how that came about and how you kind of figured it out.
0: Well, it's a really interesting story, actually. Okay. So, um, prior to starting school, mm-hmm. we. Didn't have any idea that there was anything going on with him. Hmm. So he was very happy. He was very active. He loved, 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 loved books. Hmm. Um, you know, he was he. For us, he just yeah. seemed like normal, a normal kid. Right. Um, maybe a few anger issues mm. with some of the other kids in daycare. Okay. But but he was your firstborn. Right. Yeah. Didn't we didn't really we, know yeah, any we different. We didn't know. Anything. Yeah. So when he started school, pretty much right away, mm-hmm. we started getting calls from the school saying um, there are things going on with Jeffrey, hmm. and it was it was typically anger things and social things, um, and you know the the school. Didn't quite know how to handle him, hmm. and I, looking back, I think the main issue was he was always a, a good learner, Okay. and later on we had him tested, and they said give him material as fast as he can take it. Huh. His IQ is really, really high. Huh. So I think that he was really frustrated in school and had no way to articulate that, Right. Or, or explain that to anyone uh-huh. to try as and... as a five six year old. Yeah, and and that's even that's held true as he's grown. Huh. That it's difficult for him to express his emotions and to explain or t- even approach somebody when he's frustrated or upset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's. Yeah, That's the main, that's probably the biggest issue that he's had throughout the years is just uh-huh. communication on that
1: level. And so because he was in a school environment, now that kind of came out.
0: Right. Okay. So as I was making some notes this morning, yeah. the word that popped into my head was non-compliant. Hmm. He, at 21, has been taking classes at DMACC. Okay. And he still is not interested in doing homework hmm. or studying. He can learn, right. but he it's not that he's lazy and doesn't want to do the work. It's that he sees no purpose in the work, and his brain will not allow him to jump through those hoops. Huh. You know, when you think of... When you think of smart kids that maybe you knew in school,
1: uh-huh.
0: when things came easy to them, they they probably didn't really have an issue. Okay, so I have to do 30 math problems. Yeah. big deal. I know how to do it. It won't take me very long. Okay, and so they do that. He will not do it. Period. Hm. What? Well, why will he not do it? Because I have no idea. Hmm. Um. As as he's been going to DMAC and and better able to communicate and talk about those things. Mm-hmm. He and I have had conversations. He and his dad have had conversations. And he he has been working a job for several years. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the place he's at now, he's probably been there two or three years, and he was at a different place for two or three years before that. Okay. And his work hours are... Are undefined somewhat. So okay. he might work a dinner shift where he goes in at four or five and he gets, he knows he gets off when things slow down. So that might be seven or eight or nine. All right. Or he'll work a closing shift where he goes in at five or six and he works until things slow down, which could be midnight or one or two. Huh. So we have been asking him. Why do you not get upset when you don't have that clear, defined, I work from 7 to 11 or whatever? Why are you okay with that flexibility? Uh But when it comes to school, if you're taking a class that has three one-hour classes in a week that you can't say, okay, it might take me the 1 hour class plus one or 2 hours to do the homework outside okay, of class. Okay. His brain says, "No, I'm taking a 3 hour class and that's all I'm going to put into it." Yes, if you can't teach it yeah, to that's me a in strange that hour
1: thing that it can't transfer.
0: Yeah. Huh. So, I don't know at this point I I kind of wonder so school was difficult from kindergarten until now, okay, it's
1: always been very
0: hard. Okay, not the material isn't hard, uh huh, but just the the work that goes along with a class mm-hmm. is hard. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if at this point in his life, if he just has in concrete in his head, school is hard. I don't like school. Hmm. So he believes that now. I that's what I think huh. is that he just can't have any other perspective, so so we're trying something this summer. There's a, a web site I guess called Linda dot com. Okay, and um, you pay a subscription to have it every month, and you go online and you are basically learning whatever you want at whatever pace you want. So it's everything from how to use Microsoft Excel uh-huh. to Photoshop to becoming a certified Microsoft Office teacher or a cybersecurity. And how does he do with that? Um, not sure yet because he's just starting it. Okay, yeah. but then he could pace himself, right? And like I said earlier, we had him tested probably somewhere around second grade. And we went over to Iowa City to the mm-hmm. Bell and Blank Center, which mm-hmm. is a talented and gifted right. place. And um, he, we had him go two different times. And one time they give an IQ test in two parts. So the first time he went, the first part of the IQ test, he maxed out the score. And the second part, he didn't do as well. And when we went back later and had him retested, we asked them to give them in the opposite oh, order. So the first test insightful. he took, which was the second one, the first time mm-hmm. he maxed out that score. Huh. It's like the attention is only has so right. much. Right. And originally between kindergarten and first grade, he was diagnosed with ADHD. Yeah. Um, and we put him on medication at that time, but we still had issues we we knew i would say we knew after we got through kindergarten we knew there was something different about the wiring in his head that's how hmm. we that's how we talked to each other uh-huh. about it okay. his, something in his brain is wired differently yeah and they diagnosed him with ADHD and we thought okay maybe and you know that was all we had for a number of years. But yeah. we kept looking uh-huh. and trying to figure it out because he still had problems. Right. And it's like, duh, this just isn't... This right, isn't mother's quite... intuition, you yes. kind of know.
1: Yes. Huh. So what's been the most
0: difficult part of this whole journey for you? Um, well, there's a, there's a few things that are difficult. <laughs> I think the first part is... I'm a people pleaser, I come from a family of teachers, hmm. um, I was a, pretty much a straight-A student, valedictorian of my class. Hmm. So, so I hard cannot, for you to yes, I cannot process. understand yeah. why he won't do what's required for school. Mm-hmm. It it just, I mean, we, we can hardly talk about it because I just truly do not understand. Mm-hmm. And so. Because your we're, brain's wired. Difficult. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, that's difficult. Um, another difficulty throughout school was just trying to get something that would work for him. Um, he's a learner, so even before school and during elementary, He takes a topic, and he just dives into it. He learns everything he can about it, and then he moves on to something else. Hmm. So we did planets. We did dinosaurs. We did weather. Mm -hmm. Um, That's all I can think of off the top of my head. But, I mean, even at, like, age eight, I don't know if Brian was homeschooling at the time. He's done that a couple different times. But at age eight, Brian set something up because Jeffrey was interested in weather. Mm-hmm. So he set something up with one of the news stations with a weather forecaster. And so they went down to visit with him. What a great so, idea. Yeah, so here's the weather guy. And he says to Jeffrey, an eight-year-old, he says, so, you know, what, what are you interested in about weather? You know, do you have any questions for me? Expecting something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Jeffrey's like, well, I was wondering if you could tell me why tornadoes are are labeled from an F1 to an F5 and where that scale came from. You know, this whole elaborate yeah. question. And Brian was behind Jeffrey when they were talking to the weather guy, and he said the weather guy's eyes got huge, and he looked up at Brian like, this is not a question from an 8-year-old. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I mean, he... He, he's a learner he's a uh-huh. he's an avid reader it it comes naturally to him uh-huh and so it's it's really frustrating as a parent to watch him struggle every single year and to try and get him help in school and be unsuccessful and no he's really bright oh yeah yeah that's you know really what? difficult what but,
1: and, and how does Brian see it the same way you do is he very like he doesn't process it, you know, his brain is oh. different. You said you just cannot understand.
0: I think I think he I think he and I see it a little differently, mostly the same. Okay. But Brian was a little more of a rebel growing up. Okay. So he doesn't struggle as much with just the difficulty of the noncompliance.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um You know, his frustration, I think, is a lot more with the system and the school system. Brian and I are both very creative idea Mm -hmm. people, think outside the box. Mm -hmm. And so we spent all those years searching for ideas and different ways of doing things. Brian homeschooled a couple different times. And, you know, when we had him tested at Bell & Blank in Iowa City and they said give him the material as fast as he can take it. Yeah. We took that back to the school district and we said, you know, here's what this world-renowned place is yeah. suggesting for our son and they were not able to accommodate that. Huh. And in fact, when he got into trouble in the classroom, they would send him to the principal's office and make him do tedious worksheets wow. over and over as consequence for his behavior.
1: Yeah, that sounds counterproductive for that type of personality. Yes. Huh. Yes. So your frustrations have been not only with non-compliance, but even non-compliance of the schools for your suggestions.
0: Yeah, and we actually moved as we got to the point where Sam was getting ready to start school. We Uh opted to move and change districts, okay, so that Sam would not be Jeffrey's little brother ah, starting out, because huh. there had been enough, uh huh, yeah, interaction, negative interaction, yeah, that that's we really wanted. hard, yeah.
1: Well, now we've seen the negatives. What's good about having a a child who's really different?
0: He's he is super smart, and he's really funny. So as he's gotten older. Mm-hmm he and I kind of have the same sense of humor, which can get us into trouble because sometimes, like we just went on a family vacation, and so sometimes Jeffrey and I are on the same wavelength of humor, and Brian and Sam may or may not be. They feel left out? Well, not so much left out as they feel made fun of or... Like we're making, you know, like we're sarcastic, maybe. Yeah, or... and it and it may not even have anything to do with with them, but somebody may say something, and Jeffrey and I will will think about it the same way, uh-huh. and so one of us will say something, and then we both burst out laughing, uh-huh. and then the other two are like, "What's going on?" Yeah, what? That is kind of fun to share something
1: like that with your yeah. kid, though.
0: Yeah, and it's been. It's been a lot more fun. It's still hard right now because he's in that place of he's going to DMAC and it's really hard and he really doesn't want to go, but he knows he needs something to move on to the next stage Uh, of life. Yeah. And so he feels trapped because he feels like he has to go to college. Right. To get a degree, to get a job. Yeah. And so now we're starting to think, you know, like I said, Brian and I are Uh out-of-the-box thinkers. thinkers. And so we're starting to think about, okay, well, do we have contacts or are there contacts where somebody might be able to take a reference from the place Hmm. he's been working? Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know how many college kids work every single Friday night, Saturday night, without fail. That's amazing. Yeah. So, um, Maybe there would be a resource where we could get him connected with a almost like an internship. You know, would you be willing to try him out yeah. kind of in the computer world right. and maybe let him try a couple different jobs right? and see if that turns into something? Yeah. Is it
1: hard fun? now that he's older? Your responsibility kind of has changed for him? like you're um maybe a little more hands-off and what if he would say
0: I want to quit school how would that go (laughs) well funny you should ask yes (laughs) so I I was thinking about that part how has it changed over time and I I don't think it's it is different than other kids but it's also the same when they're little Mm -hmm. you're taking care of all their needs Mm -hmm. and as they grow you back off a little bit yeah so it's been it's the same with Jeffrey on those things he is living in our basement right now Mm -hmm. he pays us rent unless he's going to school full-time oh wow he has his own car that he bought Uh his he takes care of his car insurance I don't know if he has rental insurance, but because he's a pizza delivery driver, uh-huh. he has to have extra insurance to cover his car yeah. for that mm-hmm. purpose. He's 100% responsible for his job and accountable to them. We don't have anything to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's got a group of friends that he gets together with typically once a week. He schedules that, he coordinates that. If he's if they're going to meet at our house, he'll mm-hmm. ask permission before they come over. So he really is completely
1: independent. And he sounds really responsible on the things that he wants to be responsible on. Right. And he is really
0: responsible. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he's got a thing at work now because of his history and being so reliable. When he had to ask for time off for vacation, you know, he goes in and asks for that. And the boss is like, if Jeffrey asks for time off, he gets it. Wow. Because he never asked for time off. Yeah. Unless... That's a great reputation. Right. Huh. Right. Yeah, so it sounds like he
1: has chosen to be responsible in the areas that he knows he can succeed in. Right. Yeah. That... Right. And
0: and mm-hmm. that's where I think because he is so successful in his job, mm-hmm. I wonder if the school thing is just so much oh. history that it that he just can't get yeah. out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's a that's interesting that he's
1: so he feels like like a success when he's working. Mm-hmm. But he didn't feel like
0: a success as a student. Right. So he acts differently. Right. Huh. So when we were talking about doing this online thing over the summer, I was telling him that I really think he's a good learner. Right. He's just not a good student. That's great. So I was trying to clarify for him. That's really good for him to know that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and I I talked to him about all the things he's learned about and how many things he can discuss with us right and, you know clearly and i i'd say that's one of the other hard things is if you just have a conversation with him you would never guess he's on the spectrum huh you would never ever guess that his vocabulary is incredible uh-huh. his writing is incredible you know he interacts pretty well for short periods Social of time mm-hmm. but it's it's some of the other life things mm-hmm. like as an example with school, having trouble. So fall semesters go really, really well. Hmm. Spring semesters, he typically fails a class or more than one class. It's, it's the same as the test. Right. Yeah, he only has a certain amount that he can sink in. Right. So we've been talking huh. about maybe he only goes to school in the fall. Huh. And works outside of that. Anyway, um, I lost my train of thought. That's now, okay. That happens when you get older. <laughs> yes, I
1: know that, but we've been learning a
0: lot. Um, so let me ask
1: you another question. Mm-hmm. So we've been talking about a lot about you and Brian and Jeffrey, but um, God's a part of this too. And so what has God taught you about himself through this whole journey of um, autism, the spectrum, Jeffrey and his tendencies, and, and maybe that he feels labeled in one arena but more successful in another. What has God taught you about himself?
0: I think some of the things that he's really shown me is that he makes us all very uniquely. You know, we are all unique. And so it's easy to look at Jeffrey and think about his label and the potential negatives that that brings. But it also brings a huge attention to detail. You know, the reliability, I think, is a big part of that. And and just and the other idea that God doesn't make junk. Right. You know, even though he's he's been difficult. Very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that our he we knew because of the social aspects that he would not want a typical graduation party. Mm. So we told him to invite some friends, we'd pay for pizza, they could have a party. And Brian and I set up a graduation party at Delaviti the wine bar downtown Mm -hmm. and we invited all our adult friends and family who we felt had really helped us live through the fact you know lived through high school it was like a celebration for you guys yeah yes so i mean it has been really hard but like i said you know god doesn't make junk jeffrey's got some fantastic unique qualities tremendous writer unbelievable writer um and i think too it's it, particularly as he was younger and we were watching other kids his age do different things. Like, we had him try out for soccer one year, and that was a disaster. Huh. He's competitive, no, athletic, uh-huh. no, outdoors, no. Did he ask,
1: or he just thought, this would be good for Jeffrey?
0: Oh, he was little, so, okay. I mean, he might have been five or six, so, Okay you know we said hey do you want to do soccer sure yeah i yeah. have no idea right. what soccer even is yeah sure right yeah so it it was it, it became easy to watch other kids growing up and compare and yeah. and kind of grieve all those milestones of you know mm-hmm. oh their kids are doing this mm-hmm. and you know my kid isn't mm-hmm. All these other kids are getting invited to birthday parties, and my kid isn't. And, and so that was, was hard. But I also think that looking back, I really feel like there was a reason God gave Jeffrey to us. Hmm. I think, like I said, out-of-the-box thinkers, mm-hmm. we worked really hard to try and come up with solutions and i think had he been somebody else's kid maybe they wouldn't have been able to do that or maybe they wouldn't have wouldn't wanted have had to have the creativity that. to even think about it right so i feel like even though that that was a hard situation and and it's still i mean there're still milestones that you know we haven't <laughs> there's a picture that really struck me that they took at high school graduation, you know, there's all these kids standing in line and there's one kid sitting cross-legged on the floor with his hand in his head or his head in his hands. Yeah. Just looking like, oh my gosh, get me out of here. Yeah. That was my son. Huh. And I just feel like, you know, God put him with us for a reason.
1: Right. It's almost he an knew. honor
0: if you think yeah. about it. Like he yeah. chose
1: us right to parent Jeffrey right
0: and that doesn't make it any easier right but it's a way to look at it and you know realize okay God I you know you, you don't give people more than what they can handle I think you might have me confused with somebody else <laughs> but I don't think so huh. I mean I know I know right. he isn't
1: confused right yeah well wow. fantastic so. perspective by the way no um so how is this whole journey and autism and finding out that Jeffrey, you know, was different than other kids you would watch? How has that affected your marriage?
0: Sometimes it's been really hard, hmm. but a lot of the time we worked together to try and try and research options and different ideas and you know, Brian Uh, has a pretty flexible schedule works from home and so he would often get online looking up ideas and then we'd spend time talking about you know is this viable is it not so you kind of had a common goal yeah we did have a common goal and you know we we fought along the way and we disagreed along the way but um we've just really worked hard to keep it together Hmm. how's it affected sam I think, I think. On one hand, he's kind of gotten a raw deal because we really spent uh, the majority of our time was spent just trying to get Jeffrey through, get him through a grade, get him mm-hmm. through. Are there high four school. years between them? There's four years
1: between. Okay. Them. Yes.
0: Okay. So. Does Sam say that? Oh. But it's the I, only life he's known. It's the only life he's known. Right. So Sam's a talented musician and he doesn't really see that in himself because that's how his brain works. Is he sort of feels like doesn't everybody think this way? Wow. Right. That's so, amazing
1: because he is very gifted.
0: Yes. Yes. So he doesn't really recognize that because that's how he's always been, how his brain has always worked. Yeah. So I I think I think Sam recognizes the areas that are, um, you know, the areas that still can cause a problem, he's sensitive to that. So, as an example, our internet went out last night. That's usually a big problem in our house. Mm-hmm. And he, well, and another thing Jeffrey had, um, some of his friends canceled on him. Mm-hmm. They had were had a get-together scheduled, and they canceled, and he, that really frustrates him because... He's fairly rigid in his scheduling, and he feels like if we all set aside Sunday afternoon to do this, then really, unless you're dying or... You should be committed. Right. Uh So he really struggles with trying to understand why his... It's part of his reliability. Right. Yeah. Right. He's reliable. Everyone else should be reliable. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so he really struggles with that. So Sam knew that, that that was going to be frustrating for jeffrey and so he decided you know hey i'm going to check with jeffrey and see if he wants to order pizza he and i can order pizza. are they close they're pretty close they've gotten closer i'd say in the last couple of years so they've always been pretty close Hmm. we're we're a pretty tight-knit family we don't have a social life well, so it's one one another, right? I
1: like that, right? So it sounds like Sam's been pretty grace-filled
0: with the whole situation. Yeah, huh. I would, and say. that's a gift from God, also, right? And I think that he will take that into his adult life, and I think he'll be just in general. And in general, he's very sensitive anyway. But I think he'll have that extra grace. For yeah. other people and and their struggles. because yeah, he could be bitter. He could be, but he's not. He doesn't seem to be, huh? Yeah, yeah that's such a
1: a fantastic um, quality in him. So what yeah. a great brother.
0: He's he's a pretty
1: great dude. Yeah. Kid. So do you have any words of wisdom for parents who who are maybe just starting to walk through this or um, are sharing this same? you know, stage with you or words of caution
0: or encouragement? Well, on one hand, this is probably why it took me a while to come because I feel like we maybe have had it pretty easy as far as a special needs kid. The difficulty was mainly restricted to school and anger issues. You know, he spent Mm -hmm. a lot of time in the behavior disorder Classroom, which had to frustrate him to no end. Oh, yeah, the school system.
1: School system doesn't doesn't always. The traditional school system doesn't work
0: for every kid. No, it really doesn't. And my dream, if I could pick something for Jeffrey to do in his lifetime, would be to be able to work with the schools and say can you think about this as a consultant right that would be fantastic yes I'm not sure it would ever work huh. but that have would you ever be approached the schools to ask them if they would talk to him mm-hmm. I have not that might be your next step maybe I think that would be so helpful it would be and I because I work at Iowa State and have interaction with Instructors at Iowa State. Mm-hmm. There are some things that they talk about how how to help how everything they do is set up to teach the students something. Okay. They don't have worksheets that they make them do just, just for busy work. Right. Right. Everything's, Everything's purposeful. Right, and they are always talking about tweaking that and adjusting Uh it and Uh here's some new thoughts about things can we incorporate that right so it would it would really be incredible if Jeffrey could somehow work with the schools and maybe math is the class to start with if you teach us if you teach a high school class we'll say a math concept yeah and then you're Normal MO is to send the kids home with 30 problems that they do overnight, and then they come in the next day and ask questions. Okay. What can any given student do to prove they know the concept without and not have to do that work? Oh. Huh. So almost testing out of things, right. but little right. tiny little tiny mm-hmm. landmarks along the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah.
1: Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, you should look into that. Yeah. I I So how about the the mom that's uh, sitting next to you in church or in the coffee shop and you, you know that she is struggling with her child. What do you go up and say to her?
0: Oh I think that all moms have that natural instinct. Right. I think the most important thing you can do is to trust that. Hmm. and don't let people tell you no right you're wrong Mm -hmm. right now that doesn't mean you're ever going to get past that or you're you know for in our case we knew that there was a different way to teach him Mm. and we could never get that done Uh, ever we still still Mm -hmm. sort of work on that and it still is not happening so it doesn't mean that that what you're wanting to do or what your instinct is telling you is is actually going to happen but you should never let go of that. Hmm. You should you should always trust your instinct and particularly for kids who are struggling, they need somebody to fight for them, right? So yeah. that's that's your job. That's your job for a while. Hmm. And some people it's so longer than others. they
1: they shouldn't the parents shouldn't feel bad about that. No, I don't think so. Yeah, they should step in and do something. So are there like websites or any um, resources, programs around or that you found have been really useful to you?
0: Or you know what? we should we should uh, link Jeffrey's blog. Oh, yeah, that would that that's actually been really helpful because he he can articulate in writing things that he can't sit down and have a conversation about because it's too emotional for him. Right. So if, if we start talking about, you know, should he keep going to school or not going to school? Or if we're talking about a class that he's struggling in, Uh he often can't sit down with us. But he can write it out. But he can write it and he can write about, this is why I feel the way I feel. And that's gotta be really helpful for,
1: anyone, we'll, we'll put that, we'll link that to okay. this podcast, because that will be very helpful. Um, have you found anything else to, you said Brian has done research, and any right. other sites that you found, like, oh, this is just so good?
0: Well, for where we're at, um, with a young adult yeah. dealing with autism, and he wasn't diagnosed until he was 17. Oh, So my. we okay. went through all those okay. years of Not having a diagnosis, Uh but knowing there was something going on. Uh Um, Asperger Experts is a website that was started by two young men who have that and how they got from being at home and in school to being independent young adults and just the process they went through. Uh-huh. And so they've got a lot of really good resources, but that's really more okay. So towards... you
1: send me that uh, okay. that link, and we'll also link that. Um, yeah, because I'm sure when parents are struggling to figure out what is wrong with their child, they're all over the place. And so just these two things, I think, will be really helpful to moms in your position, you know, or dads in your position. So. Um, yeah, if you think of any more, let me know and okay. we'll link them to the podcast. But would you like to pray
0: for the parent? Yeah, and let me let me add one other thing which yeah. is it's it's really easy when there are things going on with your kid or your kid is struggling to step back and really isolate yourself. Why and, do you think you do that? Well, I can say why why I did that because it's easy to come to a church or a school event or whatever and look around and think everybody else has perfect kids and nobody else is dealing with anything remotely like this and when your kid is always you know you're afraid to pick up the phone when it rings because you know it's the principal's office calling to say what your kid did wrong that day it it's frustrating and it's It just erodes your... Right. It just erodes everything. Right. So, it sometimes... I know we had times where it was too much of an effort to even try to connect with friends or family. It's like... I mean, we can't even... We can't even... We don't have the energy to go out to eat or anywhere. We just... You know, it took all of our strength to get through the days. Mm -hmm. So... I would say if anybody is in in that mode where you just feel like you're surviving day to day, try and find somebody that you can connect with. Somebody that can be in your corner, mm-hmm. that you can just call on a whim and say, oh my gosh, will you please meet me for coffee or yeah. a beer or yeah. know, whatever that looks like for you. And, and just try and keep the connections that are going to, Help strengthen. So don't you isolate. Don't even isolate. when you feel like
1: isolating. Don't. So, what can we as a church do? Should we watch for those people? How can we know when someone needs that?
0: Well, that's an area that um, Brian and I have done a little research into, and for a while we were doing a parent support group, wonderfully made. Okay. And the main reason for that was you're not alone going through this. There are other parents. Uh-huh. And a safe place to come in and say, yeah, so my son today in school threw something at another kid and mm-hmm. got kicked out or got mm-hmm. sent to the principal's office mm-hmm. again for the third time this week. It Just a place to say you're not the only person mm-hmm. dealing with it and a place where you know there are other parents who are going to talk about how hard it is. Str- yeah, the struggles. And it it's really it's really difficult because, you know, I grew up in a family where I mean, it was just me and my sister, but neither one of us had stuff like that. And yeah. I certainly didn't. So it, yeah. it's it's hard for me to understand that that's normal for a lot of people. Huh. Gives you compassion, right? Yeah. It gives so, you a non-judgmental spirit. Right. So I would say as a church, one of the things is to try and reserve judgment. So when you're mm. sitting in church and you see a kid who's misbehaving or being mm-hmm. loud, and mm-hmm. I know I, I was struggling a few Sundays ago because there was a really little child mm-hmm. being really loud and it was very distracting to mm-hmm. me. But try and remember that it's not necessarily just a poorly behaved child. It's not necessarily a child whose parents don't discipline him or huh. her or parents who ignore that. Try and try and think about that might be a family that's just barely hanging on. Huh. And they're, it took everything they had to show up in church that Sunday. And if they get a lot of really judging looks.
1: They won't come back.
0: They may never come back to church. That's a really good word for all of us. Well the really the good percentage of special needs families that don't attend a church is really, really high. It's it's like ninety eight percent or something huh. ridiculously high. That's really and sad because they really need the community. Right. And and they it's either because there just aren't facilities at the uh-huh. church that can take care of their kid. Yeah. Which we've got the especially yeah. the wonderfully made classroom. Uh-huh. Which should be able to accommodate most needs or they'll work to figure that out. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is just the you know, feeling judged when they come yeah. and Wow. Yeah. I didn't ever think about that. Yeah. That's
1: such good advice for me to ruminate
0: on. Yeah. We had I had a really, really good friend after we moved say to a different good friend, well, you know, if Jeffrey just had better parents. Oh, my goodness. And here, this is a person I thought was a close friend. That feels
1: like a betrayal.
0: Right. Yeah. So to think that somebody who I had hung around with and spent time with and had spent time with our son Uh would say that. Yeah, it's crushing. Well, and it makes me think, wow, what do people think yeah who don't even know us? Where right. we're just in the mall or in right. Walmart or right. wherever. You know, what do they think if they if this person who knows us thinks that? Yeah. So it's it's just why Jesus
1: emphasized, don't judge. Right. You don't know the backstory. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Well on that note, why don't you pray for those? Okay. You know how they're feeling. Why don't you yeah. pray for those parents and just um, ask God to give them strength to persevere and ask for help for us yeah. so we won't be judgmental? Yeah. Well, you can. Okay.
0: God, thank you so much for the time here with Tori and just the ability to speak about a, a difficult thing what it means to be a parent of a special needs child and. On one hand, I feel like I'm maybe not the right person to talk about this because in a lot of ways, our situation was relatively easy, and I know people have, it, have a lot more difficult situations to deal with, but I would just pray your peace for the parents that are dealing with special needs kids, that you would help strengthen their heart and help them to know that they are not the only people that are dealing with their situations. There are all kinds of things going on with all kinds of people. So I would pray that our church would continue to be a welcoming place, continue to develop the wonderfully made classroom to accommodate all kinds of kids, and that our church body would be welcoming to the parents and be a source of refuge a source of strength and hope to carry with them throughout the week. And God, I just pray that if there are mothers out there that are listening to this, or parents, any parent, but that you would give them hope and help them to see someone in their life that they could connect with and reach out to, someone who can help build them up, and give them strength, and just be a resource during the difficult times. And I would also ask that you give the parents hope, knowing that it is hard, but it's not always the same level of difficulty. That kids grow, and they change, and your relationships can change, and that there's a reason that God put that child with you. Sometimes it's hard to understand that or appreciate it, but there is a reason for that. So God, I just ask peace for the parents and peace for the kids. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I
1: know this has been kind of a hard topic for you to talk about, so thanks so much for sharing your journey.
0: It's going to help a lot of other women. I hope so. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I work at Infocentral so I'm yeah, there on Sundays. Very good. If anybody very good. has questions, they're welcome. Well, thanks so much for on, coming.
1: We really thanks appreciate it. it. Yep. Thanks for walking along with us today. I'd love to get to know you better, so let's walk again sometime, shall we?